Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for uh, April 18th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. And also don't forget to check out uh, my new podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. And this week, Schwan Humes and myself cover Invicta. Should the UFC buy Invicta? And um, we'll go into a deep dive on that. It's about 35 minutes long. And, uh, you know, the thing is, it's not a particularly well-run company. So, you know, once you get past that, you know, it can be difficult to really praise them. Okay. Anyway, we got two new videos up on the blog. Both are from Monday's episode of Raw. And the first one is Asuka versus Ruby Riot. And um, this is a Money in the Bank qualifying match. And I guess Ruby doesn't like Asuka's dancing because the first thing she does is demand the real Asuka. Okay, and as you know, Ruby is just coming back from uh, two shoulder surgeries, but she's a really good wrestler. So I'll get to that in a sec, but I want to talk about the dancing a little bit because some fans have been asking me about that. Like, what's with the dancing all of a sudden? And I think it goes back to the run-in that she did uh, on SmackDown a few weeks ago when she, you know, knocked when she ran Alexa Bliss into the steps. And on her way back up the ramp, she started doing this little dance, right? And I guess it became a big thing on Twitter because, uh, um, you know, I, I would assume that she's been asked to keep doing that, all right? And it's not the first time this sort of thing has happened with her. She'll do stuff, kind of uh, improvise things, like, uh, that's how her entrance became what it is. She improvised something at a takeover show, I believe. And uh, she just made it more elaborate. And they liked it so much, they wanted her to keep doing it that way. And it's the same thing with this. She does something that gets over. And, you know, somebody backstage, whether it's uh, Vince or, or, or Triple H or, or Heyman, they tell her to keep doing it. And she'll do what they ask her to do, you know. If she think she, I mean, she didn't know that she probably didn't know that that was going to work. And, and I'm telling you, she doesn't dance. Okay. You guys have all seen that dance that she does, you know, when she did her last match in Japan, but I'm telling you, Shuri taught her that dance. She doesn't dance. Okay. She does lots of other stuff, but dancing is not one of them. But uh, now she's doing it because she's been asked to continue doing it. Okay. So the match itself is Excellent. It's a, a good hard-hitting match, which is about what I expected from these two. Ruby gets some near falls, but Asuka does a slick transition into the Asuka lock, and it's all over. And as I said, the match is very good, so be sure to check out the video. It's really well done. The other match that was on Monday night is not in the same category. It's Nia Jax versus Kyrie Sane. And um, uh, it's just a, it, it, again, it's a money in the bank qualifying latch. I, I just laughed when they made, when they met, announced that match. It, you know, it's about what I expected. Kyrie bumps for a couple of minutes and that's it. They, they obviously want to sell Nia as a monster heel. You know, she can win money in the bank if she can get up the ladder, but she's so slow. That could be a problem. All right. Anyway, now that brings me to the actual money in the bank match. Uh, I'll get to uh, other things and other WWE things in a minute, but uh, we have so far in the Money in the Bank match, we have Asuka, Nia Jax, um, uh, Shayna Baszler, and last night Dana Brooke pulled an upset win over Naomi, and she's going to be in it. That was a bit of a surprise. But anyway, the point is uh, they announced yesterday 
that the money in the bank match is going to happen at Titan Tower in Stamford, Connecticut. That's right, WWE's head office. They're actually building a new head office, but uh, they're still in the old one. And apparently, the way this is going to work, they're going to tape it. It's not going to be live. They're going to tape it. And what's going to happen is it starts on the ground floor of Titan Towers. And I don't know many, how many floors is in that place. I would assume it's multiple. And then the ladders, the ladder and the um, uh, briefcase are going to be up on the, on the roof. And so, uh, you know, that it's, that's what they're going to do. So that will be taped in advance. Now, the other thing is, the w, as, as we mentioned last week, the WWE announced a return to a live uh, uh, schedule for uh, Raw, NXT, and SmackDown. Now, they announced yesterday that they've changed that, and they're actually going to go to a uh, uh, every-other-week taping schedule, basically. The only thing that's not being taped in the Performance Center, and I guess in Full Sail, too, is the um, is the uh, Money in the Bank um, pay-per-view. I'm not sure where they're doing that because they didn't say, haven't said. But, um, like, as I mentioned last week, the problem I had with them doing a completely live taping is it doesn't give uh, the wrestlers an opportunity to go home and rest. And what they're doing is they're traveling too much. So they obviously... Uh, uh, convinced Vince McMahon that it's probably better to do, uh, you know, every other week. And this way, and I mean, not all the wrestlers live down in Florida. You know, Asuka lives in Las Vegas. So, I mean, this gives her the opportunity to go home. She, If, if you've been watching her YouTube channel, you'll know that she now has a, uh, a home gym set up. And she can play video games while she's exercising. You know, she's got a treadmill and a, a bicycle uh, machine and and some other stuff as well. And so uh, she, she, you know, check out her YouTube channel for that. She put up a video last night where she was playing video games while uh, exercising. Okay, so I think that's a better schedule for the talent, you know, because it allows them to, uh, to rest. Now, the other thing is, of course, as you're probably aware, the WWE announced a whole whack of uh, releases over the last couple of days. Um, and... Um, you know, uh, as first of all, we'll start with um, the producers. All of the producers were furloughed as opposed, opposed to being released. The exception to that was Kurt Angle, who has been released. Um, but what furloughing means is that at some point, most, if not all of them, will be brought back. Okay? And they just don't need them all right now. They just don't need them all. There's too many of them. And uh, so uh, there's a few left there. Like uh, I know that uh, T.J. Wilson is still there and uh, uh, Michael Hayes and um, let's see, uh, Brian James, the Road Dog, Shawn Michaels, and there's probably a couple more, uh, um, you know, and there's still a few coaches down there as well, like uh, um, uh, Matt Bloom and uh, Sarah Amato and Robbie Brookside. And so there's still a few people there. But they've really gotten rid of, they've really uh, furloughed most of them. Uh, as for uh, wrestlers, they announced a whole bunch of releases yesterday. And um, for the most part, none of them were particularly surprising. Uh, uh, some of them just aren't being used. 
um, someone like, like Rusev, he's just not going to resign. So they might as well release him. And the, with the Good Brothers, uh, Anderson and, and, uh, and whatever the hell his name is, Luke Gallows. It, the, the problem is those guys are making so much money and they're just not used enough. So, uh, of course, they're going to release them. Uh, were there some women released? Yeah, there was a few. Um, you know, Sarah Logan, some people said, oh, well, they just had her on TV. Why did they release her for? You know, she hasn't looked good. You know, I remember her when she was wrestling as Crazy Mary Dobson, and she looked pretty good. But since she's come into the WWE, she's just, I don't know what the hell is wrong with her. She doesn't look the same to me. And, and I don't know what it is. You know, she's married to one of those Viking guys, but she's just not, she doesn't look good. And, and, and the same thing with, uh, they've released a bunch at NXT, like Deanna Perrazzo, MJ Jenkins, Tainara Conti. Uh, I think there's a couple more. It doesn't really make any difference. You know, did, you know some people were whining about Deanna Perrazzo. Isn't she good? The thing is, I think what they did in, in a couple of cases, especially in her case, they signed her to keep her out of AEW. And I think that may be the case with MJ Jenkins as well. But the bottom line is they're not that good. You know, Deanna, since she's been in the WWE, she just hasn't looked good. And she's got a gut on her. She doesn't look in shape to me. You know, to me, it's similar to what happened when Kimberly was, was there. And, and she just, she didn't look good. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you about it. I mean, uh, um, you know, in the Tainara Conti, where she's a Brazilian, they released a bunch of international wrestlers out of NXT yesterday. So, you know, uh, some of them, they, they, they're going to be more releases, I imagine. But uh, as far as the main roster, I think they covered most of them. Okay, I think they covered pretty much everybody who, who needed to go. You know, they, the obvious ones like Zack Ryder, who isn't being used, and stuff like that. So, and there was nothing was I wasn't particularly surprised by much of anything that uh, happened yet that happened in that regard. Okay, so that's what's happening with the WWE. So, like I said, they're going to an every other week taping schedule. So they're going to tape on Monday two episodes of Raw, and then they're going to tape two episodes of NXT and two episodes of SmackDown. You get the idea, right? Okay, that way. The wrestlers can go home and uh, and wrestle and, and rest. And, uh, I mean, you know, there's no problem with them coming back or anything like that. Okay, so let's talk a, a quick minute about the UFC. Uh, it appears that uh, they're going to be doing the uh, uh, UFC 250, which was supposed to be in Brazil, but it's going to be happening, uh, I think they said April 9th. And... Um, we don't know where they're going to do it yet, but uh, it looks to me like Florida is open to it, so it'll probably be down there. And he's talked to uh, the Trump people and all of that, so they definitely want him uh, to do shows. He's also still doing the um, private island thing, so that's not ready, but when that's ready, they're going to be doing shows there as well. So uh, my guess is when they start doing shows, they're going to be going hot and heavy because you know, they haven't done a show for since, uh, you know, early April, early March. So they got a lot of uh, shows to cover. So uh, we'll just see what happens with that. But uh, uh, again, there won't be any crowds or anything like that. So, uh, you know, they, we'll see how things go with the UFC. Anyways, that's about it for that for this week. Uh, 
probably be back next week with another one, uh, with another one of these, as I expect uh, Asuka to appear on uh, this Monday's Raw. Uh, again, don't forget to check out my new podcast, uh, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Uh, Schwan Humes and I uh, cover this week, uh, uh, Should the UFC Buy Invicta? And so we go into a, a deep dive about their history and everything like that. It's about 35 minutes long. Uh, again, don't forget to check out those two videos that I posted on my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. If you have any comments or questions for either of my podcasts or my blog, you can do so at uh, Anchor's voicemail. And if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, um, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.